1: We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so excited to have my next guest here. I'm fangirling over her as we're chit-chatting right before we got started. But I have Kim Gold here, who is the co-founder of true religion. Many of you remember that incredible brand, but Today, she's definitely getting the word out about it right now, but it's called Style Union Home, and she's going to talk a little bit more about all of the cool stuff that they're doing there. But Kim's vision as a designer was always a driving force behind high fashion and designer denim revolution of the early 2000s, which created, as she and I were just discussing, a disruption in the denim industry and ushered denim into high-end fashion. And with her newest company, Style Union Home, which I can't wait to hear more about directly from her, she is doing the same. And she's also the author of a terrific book, which I read prior to even knowing that she was going to come on to the podcast called Gold Standard. So I am totally in awe of her and all that she has accomplished. And as she and I were just talking about as well, she's a serial entrepreneur that is not only a builder and a startup success, but also somebody who can scale businesses and really follow exactly what consumers want. So I absolutely am honored to have you here. So welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Very, very excited. So who was Kim growing up? You talked about growing up in Malibu, and I'd love to hear a little bit about your early life. Did you
0: always think that you would become an entrepreneur? You know, it's interesting. I I do get asked that a lot. I think, you know, I'm an identical triplet. Oh. So, yes. So I think being an identical triplet, sharing, you know, I mean, everything, DNA, we look alike, we have the same mannerisms, we had, we had to share our bat mitzvah, we had to sh- basically share everything, right? And um, I always wanted to stand out and be an individual. And I think because people don't understand what it's like to be a triplet. So you have to work really hard to be an individual, And it was just part of me. I just wanted to not have anybody tell me what I couldn't, couldn't do, what I couldn't spend, how I could do it. I wanted to be in charge of my life. And I think that's just uh, so funny. You have people, it's like, you know, uh, serial entrepreneurs have a very specific DNA. It's very specific because it's so much work. You have to have so much passion and so much work. And you you hear no all the time and you just keep going. Mm And, um, it's, 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 a it's like people who do extreme sports. It's like, you, you know, like downhill, it's like downhill skiing. Mm-hmm. That's a very specific person, you know? So that's, that's me. I mean, I grew up, I have two brothers. I have, uh, my mom is a psychologist. My dad is an attorney. Um, and I think that they always wanted me to be a doctor or an attorney or something that they felt I could fall back on, but that just wasn't me. I do have a real estate license, and I do have a business degree, but I, I, there was no way I could work in a corporate world. There's no possible way. No, it's not my personality.
1: So we talked about you are the co-founder of a brand called True Religion. What year did that start?
0: My goodness. Um, you and I were talking before, but it seems like so long ago. But it also feels like yesterday. Um, it started in 2001, I believe. How did the idea come about? Well, you know, I had quite a few companies prior to True Religion, and um, my my now ex husband, who's the other uh, co founder, was in fabrics, and I had just sold one of my businesses prior to True Religion. Uh, it was called Bella Doll. And I said, you know, I started working for the only time I ever worked for two other companies was Liz Claiborne um, and another company. Um, it was no longer around, but but I was designing. And I said to Jeff, I said, you know, you're so good in fabric. So good. Let's do something together. I mean, he wasn't happy doing what he was doing. I was, you know, I had three kids, at the three babies at the mm. time. And he said, yeah, let's, I mean, let's go, let's do this. Little did I know that was a demise of my marriage, but I think that people go into business never thinking with a husband or something that it's not going to work, but I don't suggest people working with spouses. But anyway, that's just me. (laughs) So
1: interesting. So you started to sketch out the designs. You had this idea for a
0: new gene. How did that come about? The idea came that I love denim. I'm a denim girl, mm-hmm. right? Everything for me was denim. And I couldn't understand why it was casual Friday denim, why denim wasn't a fashion statement, right? And I think what I wanted to do was to make it sexy. I wanted to make it, we, you know, we started with men's originally because there wasn't really stretch in denim.
1: backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year.
0: With men's. Then I had this idea to collaborate with a company called DuPont that did stretch fabrics. And so we made denim with stretch. So it really happened where we did men's. And then while men's was gearing up, you know, women's really, I mean, women will wear men's. Men's won't wear women's jeans. So then when we started to collaborate with DuPont, I said, I'm going to go for the curvy women because <laughs> you've got this stretch. And that was an underserved demographic. So then we started making this fabric together with DuPont. And I, I cannot tell you how fast it was. It went like this, it, like wildfire. It just went so quickly. I look back and I just think, holy moly. I, I think there was, you know, most, most often when I do companies, I try to find something that's not out there mm-hmm. and that wasn't out there. And homes that I build, I do homes differently than most people. Companies that I have built and sold are, are just, you know, something that is, it's not a niche market. It's just something that is not out there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to conform. And so when we did stretch denim, it was, it really was an exciting time. Or fashion, So it wasn't just about the designs. It was also about the fabric.
1: I mean, nobody else was doing what you were doing.
0: No. And I think the pockets, what I wanted to do was to make bigger pockets, make them. It was very technical because the bigger the pocket, the better it fits on a curvier women, hmm. women generally. And usually when you do inseams and you do the break at the knee and you do the, I don't... I don't want to get too technical because it could be boring. <laughs> the back rise, the front rise, the way everything was put together that I designed this jean, it was engineered uh, down to the machinery, um, would make whoever wore these jeans the best that they could look. So it was It was a lot of, th- it was very specific in, in my approach in designing these jeans. So-
1: you mentioned that you had started a few companies before True Religion, but True Religion really was the one that hockey-sticked kind of your, oh, yeah. put you on the map, definitely. Uh, so what was one of the coolest moments building True Religion? When you think, you close your eyes and you think back, like what was the moment when
0: you said, holy smokes? And I do get asked this a lot, and this is very true to, I think, anybody who's had any sort of success, is... You go to a trade show and you don't expect the line of people. You don't expect, um, you know, three out of five people, whether it's drinking your drink or it's um, wearing your fashion, whatever it is, when you start seeing it go, surpasses anything that you even thought. Because I mean, still to this day, I can't believe people are wearing them. (laughs) I can't believe it. And I think, you know, when something withstands the test of time, so I look back today, so back then it was trade shows, but even today, when something stands the test of time, you know you've made a mark. And uh, it's pretty incredible.
1: So True Religion sold and successfully sold in 2013. And uh, did you stay
0: with the company at all when when you sold it? So no. I did not stay. I, you know, have been asked since to come back. I, you know, to be a part of it. I've since come back and consulted. Um, you know, once I'm done, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's sad to see what's happened to the company. Cause I think more oftentimes than not, when a designer leaves the vice president or somebody who's the creative, the company's never the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it, just, it just isn't. So as I've as I've, when I did go back to consult, you know, it just wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if something's not fun for me. I'm not going to do it. I never started a company thinking it's going to make a gazillion dollars. I always start a company out of passion and something that I don't see in the marketplace and something that um, I want to have fun doing. Because I, listen, I'm going to be 57 next year. And I find that yeah. life is really for. For having fun and
1: doing what you really like doing. I 1000% agree. The challenge really is, is that, you know, when the founder DNA kind of leaves the room, it is really yeah. challenging, no matter what industry it's in. I've watched true religion go through um, some challenges over the last few years. So I was so curious, you know, how you felt about that. It must be tough you know to watch that
0: it's, it's really tough because you know when people think of true religion and they and they find out I'm part of it and I you know they don't know that I'm not there anymore what happened it's like it's sad because you know the people who have been in and out of their CEOs and designers and um it's just became you know that family you don't want to go home to of yeah. thanksgiving it, became, it just became um, a money making prospect that didn't really, and I hate to say this, but you know, when a company loses again, the designer, there's the soul has left the building. It's just, mm-hmm. that's just what happens. And so it's sad to me. Um, but you know, you move on. It's not, I mean, you know, the difference between me, uh, what I think about business is it's, it's, uh, it's not going to break my heart. My kids break my heart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A family member, or it doesn't keep me up at night. Business is business, but the most important thing to me, you know, is, is my family. And that, if if you spend most of your time looking back and going, oh, that's horrible. And what are you doing today? Where am I going today? What am I doing tomorrow? I don't spend a lot of time on the past. I'm thinking about the past. The, One thing that
1: I'm so curious about when people are building companies, you know, I always say you pick up lessons right along the way from experiences. You thought something was going to be super great and then it wasn't, or you didn't think that something was going to go a certain way and it did and it was awesome. When you think back on whether it's true religion or another startup that you were doing where there was this huge aha moment, can you think of something that you know, has really kind of been ingrained in you? I'll never do that again, or I'll always do that again.
0: Well, I'm a person who always leads by example. Like if I, you know, as an owner, I take out the trash, I clean up, I don't ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do. That's always been a big lesson that I've always had, but there, but I don't think that answers your question. But What I do want to say is, as the only woman on a board of directors, only woman, largest shareholder, okay, of my company, I felt as a woman, um, I had to speak more aggressively. I had to speak more loudly to have my voice heard. And my lesson today, as a woman, and uh, really my company is really only run by women, is the softer you speak, the more people listen, the more you feel confident and stand very firm in your belief on what you're doing, people will follow, people will listen. Because I think a lot of women find that they have to be a certain way in business and they have to lose that feminine side. You can be extremely feminine, stand tall and firm in your truth, and you don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to be aggressive. And that is what I've learned. I mean, again, as a woman of almost 57, um, you could be really quiet and still get whatever you need done. Such
1: great advice. So now let's get into your current company, Style yes. Union Home. So what inspired you to get into the home business? Home fashion line, I should say, because you're also in the homes business, building homes. Yeah, I, sure. I call
0: fashion building Um, You know, okay, so I was... People, I always say I was retired and my my now husband says, you weren't retired, you were building homes. Yes, it's true, 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 true. Through that process, staging and building homes, I found there wasn't cohesive way of staging a company, which is a huge thing, uh, the emotional buy for people when they come in to buy a home. Now they're staging companies, but I found that from tabletop to accessories to even the dog bowls throughout the house it wasn't as cohesive as i wanted it to be okay mm-hmm. it just felt like my my motto is you don't want the clothes to wear you you wear the clothes it's like you don't want the room to wear you or the house you want to go in and have it be warm and not have something you know jump out of you from each room it should just be part of a cohesive flow so my son my youngest took me to ceramic for Mother's Day, my birthday, uh, studio. And I got hooked. And I said, I can do this. This is and, and, you know, of course, my husband and Dylan said, okay, here she goes. She can't just have a hobby. She has to make it into a business. I said, of course, I'm going to make it into a business. This is something that I don't see out there. I don't see, you know, sure, there are companies out there that do this, but they don't do it in the scope that I do it. It's all made in LA, all handmade. Um, it's from tabletop, it's lifestyles from tabletop to dog bowls to accessories, and you can buy absolutely everything in your home and it's handmade. Mm -hmm. And I support artisans. That is also really important to me to support people who are getting paid for what they love to do. And that's, that's very important because I think people who, who, who are ceramicists, you know, make one this, one that, but now they're getting paid to make the things that I design and collaborate with to scale to a very large company. And it's just so fun. Again, they get to go to work every day, get paid for what they love to do. Um, Within two years, we're in over 200 stores. We have beautiful collaborations with Parachute Bedding and Nordstrom's and um, amazing architects and interior designers. And again, I see another true religion for me. That's amazing. You mentioned earlier to me that you
1: have uh, sort of a store. It's more of a collaboration environment, right? Where yes, many people are are working there and creating some of these
0: things. I'm dying to go to this location. Can you share more about it? Yes, it's gorgeous. I, I found this place downtown Los Angeles. It's across the street from, it's like in the arts district, across the street from a Soho house. And I built it out to have a myriad of sections. So there's these ceramics. You walk in and there's like a yes, a retail space, but it's also the showroom where my you know interior designers come, buyers, Nordstroms, parachute, wherever uh, come in and they can buy buyers. Then there's the workplace with all of my team. And then there's potters and the kilns and the wheels. And then next door to that, there's the whole shipping area. So we're talking about ten to 11,000 square feet of space that I turned into, built it out so you can see through every section. It's like watching pizza being made. You know, you can see these sliding glass doors throughout the whole process. And it's, you know, from beginning to end, it's it's a process uh, to do what we're doing.
1: So you're primarily creating and then you're selling in other people's stores you have this one location but is the plan to start building out more stores or direct or what is kind of the overall plan? well yeah we do a
0: lot of yeah no it's it's e-commerce it's wholesale it's um i mean we just we're doing a huge business with nordstrom's right now um another lesson is it's okay to say no when you're not ready mm-hmm. you know you a store comes like a nordstrom's you can um, seriously, it could be a huge business. People could do $5 million a year just in Nordstrom's with their online platform and their their retail outlets. But I said no at the beginning because I wasn't ready. I, ju- I mean, we'd only been in business like literally a year. And I said, no, I'm not ready. I don't want my first chance to be... I didn't want to mess it up. So another powerful lesson is you can say no. Mm-hmm. People will come back. Um, and... So we're, we're getting geared up for our second, uh, hopefully our second order. Um, Very cool. But yeah, it's really cool. Um, what I think is, you know, e-commerce and retail and opening up all over Europe is is where we're going and doing great collaborations. I'm working on two hotels right now and a couple restaurants as well. Oh, I love it. Well,
1: I can't wait to see what's going to happen with... This brand because it's uh, definitely beautiful, beautiful things. Uh, What what's the big difference between clothing and home? You know, I think about clothing and uh, many of the challenges with seasonality and uh, maybe overseas production. I guess some production is being done now with clothing uh, in the U.S., but I'm I'm so curious. What's easy and what's hard, category to category?
0: Well, it's interesting. Um, this is so much more fun than clothing. Hmm. I mean, I did clothing for 30 years. So I love clothes, but I also love homes. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's almost seamless. I don't have to, the, 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 the most fun part about this, this business and the difference is I, oh, I don't have to do fittings. <laughs> And I don't have to do lookbooks with models and I don't have to, you know, it's the same as seasons. We go to the trade shows. We treat it just, I treat it just like a fashion house, but it's so much more fun. And it's such a new challenge um, because, you know, people in clothing I have found, I'm just going to say it because it's my truth, are not nice. I have found people in homewares are really nice. It's more of a, you know, going to trade shows and meeting friends. You know, the going to going to trade shows, uh, clothing. It was just not fun. Yeah. It, it it wasn't fun for me
1: anymore. What kind of comes to mind as you're talking about that? As you start to grow in an industry, I switched from tech over to beverage, and I felt that I had kind of maxed out on tech now you know, definitely tech has new innovations. I left in 2001, um, and certainly a lot has happened since 2001. But I think where I was personally was that I needed to go into a new industry and sort of start all over again and be a student, And which I think is a lot of what you're talking about. I mean, when you sort of go high and break the glass ceiling and do all of those things, I mean, it's great that you got there, but you're sort of like, okay, Where do I go now? Do I go start another clothing company or do I actually go back down to the bottom again and start in an entirely different category or industry? And I feel like that's what you've been able to do successfully. You've been able to, you know, really create and build and do the things that you're doing,
0: which is so inspiring. I really appreciate that. I think that, you know, a lesson that I've learned, really learned, is if you know your business, You can pretty much do anything Mm -hmm. because it's, it is the basic thing that people don't, creative people don't understand is that, you know, if you know your business, no one can take your business away from you and you can create whatever you want. It's, it's, it's from clothing to uh, whatever it is, building homes, I produce documentaries. Whatever, it's all about the bottom line. At some point, but where do you get to the bottom? What is your margin? Well, you have to know your costs. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to start and know your business. So, if so, and 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 invest in yourself financially, because if 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 you do invest in yourself financially, you know you will find that VCs are interested, and 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 if you're investing in yourself and you believe in yourself, other people will. So know your business, know what you're doing, and, you know, have fun. God, right? Definitely. I say that a lot. I mean, it's,
1: it's so important. You talked about you have a lot of women involved in your companies, running your companies. I've heard you speak about the importance of having women on your team. Why is this so important to you? Above and beyond the fact that you're a woman, why have you taken this on and really taken a personal interest to having a voice around this?
0: Well, you know, being the the only female, uh, the largest shareholder in a public company, and um, being treated like dirt, always made me feel like this is never going to happen to me again. I'm going to hire women. Um, we all speak to my my ethos and you know my my culture is everybody speaks with with dignity and respect to each other. I think women are more understanding of what's going on with 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 a woman, I mean, especially if we have kids and we're trying to juggle it. I find that most importantly, women need to be hired more than men do. We 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 haven't had that chance. I've lived through it. I've been through it. I just feel. That women are <laughs> better multitaskers and have more of a feeling when you're not having a, a more of a feeling or, or more of a, more compassion on what's happening in, in your daily life. And understand that you can't be 100% every day because women understand what we're going through as mothers, you know, uh, uh, as, as people in the workplace. And I feel women should be paid equally or even more than men. This is not man bashing. I've raised three men. This is supporting other women, most importantly. And i that's just how I feel. This is really important to me.
1: Well, you're practicing what you're preaching, and I totally appreciate that. I feel very strongly as well about this. And I love to see leaders like you who are really doing it. Thank you for that. It's so... Tripoli inspiring. In addition to you just being an incredible entrepreneur, you're just an incredible voice too, that is uh, doing great stuff. So really, really love that. So best advice
0: that you have ever received. Okay. Best advice I have ever received is from my mom, who sadly is no longer with us, but she was a brilliant woman with a wicked sense of humor. You know, I know it sounds kind of trite, but I—it's it stayed with me. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Because that's the best freaking part of it. Because wherever you go, these are the words she would say, enjoy the journey. And wherever you go leads you to where you're supposed to be. And it is the truth. This best advice I've ever gotten. I love that. Well, it was such a pleasure speaking with you, Kim,
1: and we will put all of the information in the show notes, but everyone needs to check out Style Union Home and also your book, Gold Standard, which talks all about your journey to and just follow Kim Gold because she is such a rock star and has done amazing oh, stuff. Um, so, very, very, you are definitely somebody that I have uh, always wanted to meet. So, really inspired by you and motivated by you. So,
0: thank you. How much fun today!
1: I really, really had a good time. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. Please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book Undaunted, which I share my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of the week and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for